Welcome back to Reliving the War and welcome to the 23rd of November 1998. Tonight we've got Raw in Columbus, Ohio while Nitro takes place in Grand Rapids, Michigan. World War 3 took place last night and Kevin Nash won the Big Battle Royal. So as it stands right now, Big Sexy's gonna face Goldberg in the Starcade main event. Check out my World War 3 video if you haven't done so already. Before we begin our number 1 of Nitro, say hello to this week's Jam Up couple. Michael and his wife Jessica met the franchise Shane Douglas recently in Ashburn, Georgia. Georgia and Michael made sure to wear his Chinese proverb shirt. Thank you very much Michael and Jessica for sending in your photo, Shane looks absolutely delighted. Right, let's get started, episode 161 of Reliving the War. The commentators on Nitro were all hyped up after Nash's big win last night at the pay-per-view. They also mentioned that Hollywood Hogan wasn't at the show, but he will appear on the Jay Leno show on Thanksgiving. That's… that's great news, I guess. Lex Luger took on Mike Enos in the Nitro opening match, and Mike defeated the total package with this piledriver right here. Nah, only joking, Lex won with a torture rack, of course he did. Two chin locks in this match from Mike Enos though they had no effect on Lex. Look at the total package, he can't believe Mike's chin lock game so weak. Goldberg then arrived at Nitro and he bumped into Kevin Nash outside the arena. If you uh, took World War 3 last night, what does that make you? NEXT! <laughs> Goldberg says being next isn't a safe place to be, just ask your girlfriend. Old William's getting a bit frisky tonight boys. Billy Kidman gets interviewed by Mean Gene Okerlund. Kidman's happy to get the belt back but he wants to talk to Rey Mysterio. Mysterio comes out and Kidman says he'd be happy to give Rey a shot at the cruiserweight belt tonight on Nitro after Rey helped him in his match last night at World War 3. The two shake hands and Kidman walks away, but Eddie Guerrero wants to have a quick word with Mysterio. Eddie pulls out a contract and he says Rey can't leave the LWO. Mysterio's bound to the LWO legally and there's nothing Mysterio can do about it. Eddie says Rey acted like a turd last night at the pay-per-view when he threw the LWO shirt in Eddie's face, but it's okay. Eddie got Rey a new shirt that matches the expectations Guerrero has for Mysterio. Rey has no choice, he puts on the giant LWO shirt and he says he'll speak to Eddie about this a little later on. Norman Smiley then wrestled Chris Benoit and check this, the wiggle's starting to slowly come out guys, exciting stuff. Norman thought he was hot shit after kicking Benoit but Chris got some payback by slopping Norman across the air. Norman then pulls off a nice arm suplex and <laughs> Alex Wright has some stiff competition guys. Smiley just can't help himself, someone must have flicked a switch because this is a completely new, more confident Norman Smiley and it's great to see. Still, showboating doesn't win matches, usually. Norman takes three German suplexes followed by a diving headbutt, Benoit then applies the crossface and Norman tops out. The last three remaining members of the Wolfpack cut a promo next and Big Sexy's in a great mood. Lex says he hates to come in second place but World War 3 was the Wolfpack's night. He tells the fans that Big Kev's gonna be the next world champion. And Kevin says the black and white have tried to wipe the Wolfpack out by injuring Sting and Macho but Big Sexy won the battle royal and there's nothing anyone can do about it now. Nash laughs when he says, I'm next, and the bottom line is, Kevin Nash is gonna be the man who ends Goldberg's undefeated streak at Starcade. You heard it right here, folks. After a commercial break, Mean Gene questions Kevin about Scott Hall. Nash says he's still Scott's friend, but the bad guy still needs to prove himself if he wants to settle things. When Mean Gene wants some clarification, Bill Goldberg walks up to Nash, and Nash says, Watch my back. 
Goldberg turns around and says Kevin doesn't need to worry about that. Billy Boy wants Nash to see the truck that runs him over at Starcade. Nash, of course, isn't intimidated. My boy and your boy Tokyo Magnum took on Canyon next and Raven decided he wasn't going to go out and stand in Canyon's corner. Canyon says Raven's acting like a little child and Raven says that's the same thing his mom used to say to him. Keep this in mind. Magnum gave it his all but he was unable to overcome Canyon and the Flatliner, another win for Chris on Monday Nitro. We returned to Casadale Frosty Balls as Glacier took on Bobby Duncan Jr. The match wasn't good to be honest and Glacier took another loss when Mr. Duncan pulled off a full Nelson facebuster. I think it's safe to say at this point that the Glacier project is well and truly done for, but fear not, the Bobby Duncan Jr. project is destined to be a huge success. The Jan comes out for an interview and he says Kevin Nash spearheaded the group effort to eliminate him last night in the Battle Royal. So the big man feels that he's owed a shot at the world title, that makes sense right? Jan says he'll beat Goldberg tonight and then beat Kevin Nash at Starcade. So the challenge has been issued and yes it ends up getting accepted. Jan vs Goldberg is our Nitro main event. Raw begins with a Vince McMahon promo, on Nitro it's Saturn vs Silver King. Jim Ross announces that Steve Austin blacked out yesterday at a house show in San Jose and we'll see footage of that soon, while Jerry Lawler says McMahon's here to announce a new independent commissioner tonight, someone who won't side with the corporation apparently. McMahon says he had nothing to do with The Undertaker attacking Austin last week before announcing that yes there will be a new commissioner announced, Sergeant Slaughter stepping aside to allow a new commissioner to lead the WWF forward. This new commissioner doesn't work under Vince McMahon, however, Stone Cold Steve Austin still has to answer to the chairman, McMahon still makes decisions when it comes to Stone Cold. Vince then makes the big announcement and it's Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is back and he's the new commissioner of the WWF. JR says McMahon can't tell Shawn Michaels what to do and King wonders how someone like Shawn got this job, but HBK grabs the mic and he says it looks like there's a new sheriff in town. Shawn thanks Vince for the opportunity but he guarantees that things will never be the same again. He then asks Vince if he can book his first match right now, Vince agrees and HBK says there's going to be a WWF title match tonight on Raw. The Rock defends his championship against X-Pac. Sean then says hit the music and the DX theme song plays in the arena, so it looks like HBK still has ties with his old faction and he's already using his new position to get his buddies title shots. Before the Nitro match, Saturn sends a message to Ernest Miller. In the middle of the match, Miller and Sonny Ono came out to the stage and Miller said Sonny had no issues beating Perry Saturn so there's no reason for the cat to face Saturn anytime soon. So Perry wipes out Silver King with a few suplexes and a death volley driver, he wins the match and he goes after Miller and Ono but the dastardly duo run away. The Headbangers take on the Oddities next on Raw while over on Nitro it's Rey Mysterio vs Billy Kidman for the cruiserweight belt. Rey Mysterio is still not too happy about being part of the LWO but I would assume he's more angry about the size of that t-shirt. Some crisp back and forth action between the two culminates with Kidman taking a face first slam out of the corner. Ray then shows a certain someone on the other show how and when to do a bronco buster, but Kidman responds with a slingshot head scissors from the apron. Both men take a hard spill to the floor following a hurricane rana over the top from Ray, and on the outside Ray uses the barricade to connect with another head scissor takedown. The challenger's momentum gets stopped suddenly as Kidman drops Ray face first on the apron before rolling him back in and connecting with a slingshot leg drop. 
A brief chin lock is still a chin lock as Kidman delivers the most devastating move in pro wrestling history, but Ray somehow escapes and he attacks the knee of the champion. Ray hits a springboard leg drop from the second rope but he only gets a two count. As expected in a cruiserweight match, the momentum's going back and forth here as Kidman connects with a top rope crossbody and he then charges at Ray but Mysterio gets out of the way and Kidman tumbles to the floor. The challenger then dives at the champion with a somersault plancha before rolling Kidman back inside. His attempt at a springboard attack gets countered with a dropkick by Kidman and both men are down. This cruiserweight title match has been great so far. Kidman does slow things down a bit with a seated abdominal stretch before sending Ray into the corner and the champ then drops Ray with a power slam for a near fall. Ray gets sent out of the apron but he's able to moonsault back inside. Kidman catches him but Ray counters and he's able to hit a bulldog out of a code red position. The commentators are in amazement after seeing that move and I don't blame them. Kidman on the other hand favours the basic clothesline to take Ray down but he's cut off once again as Ray scores with a face buster. Ray then heads up top but Kidman cuts him off. Despite this Mysterio still hits a sunset powerbomb for a near fall. The challenger is now getting a little frustrated because he can't put the champion away. Kidman's able to respond with a tornado bulldog before heading up top, but Ray fights back up and he delivers a superplex. This one's been non-stop as Ray looks to end it with a west coast pop, but Kidman catches Ray and he plants him with a BK bomb. We then see Eddie and Hoovy of the LWO come down to ringside, but Kidman intercepts Eddie and takes him out with a dropkick and a plancha. As the referee's distracted, Hoovy comes in and he nails Ray with a Hoovy driver. Kidman doesn't realize what happened as he makes his way to the top and the cruiserweight champ hits the shooting star press to retain the gold. An absolutely fantastic match on Monday Nitro, proving what we already know to be true. The cruiserweights are the shining light of WCW. On Raw, the ICP were supposed to face the headbangers tonight but they chickened out, saying they weren't physically and mentally ready. So the oddities took their place and yeah, big mistake, they really should have seen this one coming from a mile off. Things were going well for the oddities, with Kurgan performing a body slam and Golga hitting Marsh with his corner belly bounce. Violent J then got on the apron and he ended up getting knocked down by the big man, and this allowed Thrasher to interfere and help Marsh get a pinfall victory. Violent J then spread paint in Kurgan's face and, surprise surprise, the ICP turn on the oddities. The headbangers join in on the attack and the oddities get completely destroyed right here. Shaggy Tootope and Thrasher even cut Luna Vachon's hair as Marsh says this is a new version of the headbangers. There's no right way, there's no wrong way, there's just the headbanger way. Steve Blackman vs The Blue Blazer on Raw, Eric Bischoff calls out Ric Flair on Nitro. The Blazer goes on offense right away but he quickly remembers he's in the ring with the baddest man in the universe and he gets out of harm's way. Big Stevie goes to the outside and he chokes the Blazer with his own cape, but back in the ring Blackman misses the most electrifying move in sports entertainment today, the Mulvug Elbow. The Blazer lands an enziguri before applying the Dragon Sleeper, Blackman gets out and he lands a back elbow, but the Blue Blazer then applies a sharpshooter and Blackman has to crawl to the bottom rope. Steve then hits a dropkick but the blazer swats away a second. The lethal weapon comes back with the blackman elbow and Steve wins the match with the mufug kick. No one kicks out from it. Steve wants to take the blue blazer's mask off but Owen Hart runs down to launch an attack so the mystery of the blazer continues on raw. 
After the match, we see footage of Austin blacking out the night before during a house show. Jim Ross says this was caused by The Undertaker hitting Stone Cold with that shovel last week, but don't worry, we have got more Stone Cold later in the show. We also see Shawn Michaels and Vince McMahon having a disagreement. It looks like HBK is calling the shots and there's nothing Vince can do about it. Over on Nitro, Bischoff says it's time to end this feud he's got going on with Ric Flair. He calls the nature boy out of the ring and Flair says he's overwhelmed that Eric has the guts and the courtesy to stand face to face with him. Eric says this feud has affected everyone and it's time for it to end. But first, Flair has to acknowledge that Eric Bischoff runs WCW. Flair says he'll acknowledge that Ted Turner's made mistakes and Eric Bischoff's one of them. Bischoff then says that Rick doesn't have the ability to hire or fire anyone. Remember Flair hired Barry Windham last week, so Eric wants Barry to come out and get this thing settled. Eric says he's gonna predict the future. The man that stands beside Flair right now, one of the old horsemen, is gonna knock Ric Flair flat on his ass. Flair says this goes back to tradition and Bischoff not understanding that Wyndham's a man who walked the aisle, a man who paid the price. He was once a horseman and he can be once again if he wants to be. Eric says that it's he who has the power before slapping Rick across the face and the crowd goes nuts as Flair attacks Eric. Barry Wyndham then attacks Ric Flair and even though Rick tries to fight back, Wyndham takes Flair out with a knee to the balls and yeah, brilliant, another turn on Nitro. It happens so frequently now that it's hard to be surprised. The horsemen try to save Rick but they get intercepted by the black and white. The beating of Ric Flair continues in the ring and you'll notice old Horace Hogan attacking Dean Malenko's knee on the outside. Bischoff goes out and he announces a match to the cameras. He says, if you want tradition, you'll get Bret Hart versus Dean Malenko tonight on Nitro. The Brood take on Dito and Mark Henry next on Raw, while on Nitro, Conan wrestles Booker T. Once again, it's the combination of Edge and Gangrel representing the Brood, which makes sense as Christian's gonna defend his light heavyweight title a little later on. As Dito and Mark Henry make their way to the ring, we see a clip from last week where big old Mizark asked China out on a date. Amazing that all it takes to get a girl is to harass her on worldwide television and force her to go out with you against her will. Who says romance is dead, eh? King does refer to Mark as sexual chocolate right here, marking the genesis of a nickname that would follow Mark around to this very day. Dilo gets the better of Edge in the early going, but Edge quickly turns the tide with a Hurricane Rana and a dropkick. Gangrel gets tagged in and the Brood connect with a double back elbow before they take Dilo to the corner and connect with a double DDT. Can't recall ever seeing that before and the crowd pop big for it too. The Brood are properly fanging and banging as they take down the world's strongest man with a double hip toss, but Dilo nails Edge with a jumping leg lariat. Henry then gets the tag and he grounds Edge with a body slam and a big elbow drop. Dilo tags back in and he nails his signature running powerbomb before posing on the middle rope, inquiring afterwards as to why the crowd aren't showing him the appropriate levels of approval. Edge continues to get battered as Mark hits a tilt the world slam and for some reason JR continuously refers to how thick Mark is. Steady on now Jim, there's children watching. A huge power slam from Mark leads to Dilo going upstairs but he misses his flip and senton and this leads to Edge tagging in Gangrel. He takes out both members of the opposition before Edge wipes out Dilo with a plancha to the outside. Gangrel gets dropped with a military press slam before China appears on the ramp. Mark's absolutely buzzing to see her but the distraction allows Gangrel to roll him up and the brood pick up the win on Monday Night Raw. Dilo's none too happy about the loss but Mark's just happy to see the ninth wonder of the world. 
China says to Mark that she'll do it, she'll go out on a dinner date with him, which makes Mark so ridiculously delighted that he celebrates in the ring by rolling around on the mat before running back up the ramp. It's actually quite sweet, if you forget about all the nefarious means that he used to get to this point. On Nitro, for the first time in a long time, it's hard to pick a winner. Conan and Booker T fall into that crowd-pleasing upper mid-card bracket that WCW don't like messing around with too much, so I'm going to say it'll be a draw or a DQ. The two trade wrist locks, but it's Booker who gets the better of Conan. K-Dog goes down after a few forearms and a shoulder block, but Conan comes back with his rolling lariat. Conan struggles to capitalize and he ends up going down after a back elbow. Tony Schiavone announces a Kevin Nash vs Wrath match as K-Dog fires back again by drilling Booker's head into the mat. We then see the K-Factor facebuster, but Booker's hard to beat tonight and Conan takes a spinning back kick, followed by the axe kick. Stevie Ray then shows up and he hits Conan with the slapjack, leading to Billy Silverman calling for the bell and disqualifying Booker T. The brothers argue and Stevie says he beat Conan in 3 minutes last night while Booker couldn't beat him in 10. Mate, that match wasn't even 5 minutes, but okay. Booker tells his brother to stick with his NWO friends and leave him alone, and Stevie tells Booker he needs to open his eyes and see what's going on, as in he needs to join the NWO. Called it though, I, I knew there wouldn't be a clear winner in this one. We see Stone Cold getting medical treatment, the doc says he has a serious concussion so he needs to take his meds and get a good night's sleep. Austin's also advised he needs to take a few weeks off but that's not gonna happen. He takes his pills and we hear his heartbeat rise when Jim Ross asks him how he feels. Austin's pissed off and he says Undertaker and Paul Bear have hell to pay, but right now it looks like Stone Cold's gonna get a good rest and come back fighting very soon. We have Goldust vs Mark Merrow next on Raw, on Nitro Bret Hart cuts a promo. The hitman's got a little shit on his lip, or maybe that's a shaven cut. <laughs> mean Gene says Brett came up short-handed last night, and Brett says he should be the US champion right now. And all these animals out here think they, they're so happy and full-fed and satisfied. He's an animal! An animal! An animal! Brett says DDP's victory was cheap and shallow. DDP's cheap, DDP's a punk, and these people are punks. Brett says this isn't over. The hitman wants a rematch because last night was the pits. Brett's gonna take it all out on Dean Malenko, the injured Dean Malenko. Brett says he's gonna rip Malenko's leg off and throw it into the crowd, so someone's gonna get a free leg tonight. How about that? Brett repeats that he wants another match with DDP before leaving, and Mean Gene confirms the feud isn't over. We'll see about that next week. Apparently, the other horsemen have left, by the way, and only Dean Malenko's left in the building. They're all receiving medical attention, we assume, so yeah, not a great night for Stenko Malenko. On Raw, Shawn Michaels is having a chat with his DX buddies, and the boys look happy to see the new WWF commissioner. The original degenerate must be telling some fine dick jokes right about now, no doubt. During Goldust's entrance, the next In Your House event gets announced by JR, In Your House Rock Bottom, and JR says the show's gonna feature a Steve Austin vs Undertaker buried a live match and a WWF title match with champion The Rock defending against Mankind. Already it sounds like a good show. So another Goldust vs Mark Merrill match. Mark throws a few punches and he puts Goldust down with a knee lift just before Terry Runnels makes her way down to the ring. Jerry Lawler says that Terry doesn't look very pregnant to the king, yeah, Jerry would know. Goldust takes a crossbody, the fans chant take it off at Terry as Goldust performs a body slam. Jacqueline then begins walking down the ramp and by the way, Merrill dumped Jackie last night on Sunday Night Heat. Merrill said Jackie was supposed to take care of Sable and she failed in her mission. 
Meryl gets set up for the Shattered Dreams, but Terry gets on the apron. While the referee's distracted, Jackie hits Goldust with a low blow and Terry gets in the ring to kick Dustin. Terry and Jackie then high-five each other, so it looks like Terry and Jackie have formed an alliance. After the match, Austin talks about the Buried Alive match, but he's getting too fired up and he's advised to get some rest. The lights get turned off in Stone Cold's room, so Austin can go Betty buys, but outside the hospital, a hearse is pulled up. This can't be good. By the way, I want to say hi to my one little fan out there. Hello, Smokey, my cat. Next on Raw, it's a triple threat hardcore match, Mankind vs Shamrock vs Bossman. On Nitro, Raph takes on Kevin Nash. It's the first of our three title matches tonight on Raw, as Mankind defends his hardcore championship against two members of the corporation. This is advertised as a triple threat match, but I'm fairly sure we know where this one's gonna go. JR reiterates that the hardcore titles all that Mankind has left as Bossman and Shamrock back him up into a corner to start the match. Mick does get a few shots in on the Bossman, but he's quickly overwhelmed in the double teaming begins. Bossman gets a 2 off of a back elbow, Mankind's able to take both of his opponents down with clotheslines before throwing Kenny Boy to the outside, and the two men then brawl up the ramp. Bossman intervenes, but he gets punched in the face. Mankind's doing a pretty good job holding off these two corporate goons right now. Shamrock takes a suplex on the steel ramp before Bossman runs through Mankind with a knee to the side of the head. Back in the ring, the hardcore champ gets choked with the Bossman's nightstick while Shamrock gets in a few shots from the outside. As if the odds weren't already stacked against Mankind, Vince and Shane show up on the ramp to see Mick get destroyed firsthand. Shamrock gets a shot in with his partner's nightstick to the ribs of Mankind before Bossman has a go himself. Mankind looks to brush the pain aside, get it? <laughs> as he attacks both men with a broom found under a ring, which he eventually breaks over Ken's back. The McMahons are not too happy about Mankind being in control as all three men make their way towards the announce table. Foley gets hit with a desk fan and a coke can before Bossman grabs something a bit more heavy duty, a steel chair. Shamrock holds Mick, Bossman swings that chair, but Foley ducks out of the way and Shamrock gets clobbered. God, old Shamrock loved taking chair shots to the head, didn't he? Mankind hits a double arm DDT on the chair on the boss man and Mr. McMahon's absolutely livid. On the outside, Shamrock gets tossed into the steps before Mick grabs a fan's Mr. Socko, that isn't a euphemism by the way, and Mankind's then able to lock in the mandible claw. It doesn't last long as Bossman comes to the rescue, but he soon suffers the same fate before he needs rescuing from Shamrock. Suddenly, the job squad show up and distract the referee after taking out the Bossman on the outside. Shamrock has the ankle lock applied, but Al Snow comes in and Kenny Boy gets head in the middle of the ring. Lucky man. Mankind's able to make the cover and thanks to the job squad, Mick Foley pins Ken Shamrock to retain his hardcore title. He then chases the McMahons back up the ramp, but Shamrock's able to stop him. Kenny Boy, Mankind and the Bossman end up brawling to the back. So yeah, we now have the Job Squad. The group, fittingly, came together on WWFB shows, but we'll see more Job Squad action later on Raw. On Nitro, we've got two big beefy boys squaring up to each other as Raph takes the early advantage by backing Big Kev into the corner and connecting with a couple of knees to the midsection. Nash looks to have turned the tables with a back elbow, but Raph comes back with a huge bicycle kick, which looked great by the way. 
He follows this up with a dropkick which sends Nosh over the top rope to the floor. If only Wrath could have done that last night. Nosh takes his time before getting back inside where he connects with some knee strikes of his own before backing Wrath into the corner to hit his signature back elbows. Wrath won't stay down though as he scores with a big back suplex before heading up top and connecting with a clothesline for a two count. Wrath's all over the number one contender in this one but Big Kev's able to hit a sidewalk slam which only slows Wrath down momentarily as he comes back with a big shoulder block. Nosh then hits a big boot before pulling the straps down. This may be the end of Raph's undefeated streak right here. Big Kev hits the jackknife and that's it, Nosh wins. Nosh has ended one undefeated streak but the question is can he end another when he challenges Goldberg at Starcade? I know people weren't happy with Raph's momentum getting stopped by Kevin Nosh and yeah I do agree that it kinda put the brakes on Raph but it's basically a sacrifice to show that Nosh can stop the unstoppable. It's also a sacrifice that I don't think needed to be made. The Undertaker and Paul Bear have gotten to Stone Cold and yeah, it doesn't look good does it? Austin's completely out of it. The Undertaker smothers Stone Cold before Paul Bear helps the dead man quote unquote put Stone Cold under. So they have knocked Steve out and he's getting dragged back to the hearse. Paul and Taker have abducted Stone Cold Steve Austin and we'll come back to this in just a moment. Next up, Christian defends his light heavyweight title against Dwayne Gill. Over on Nitro, it's a Chris Jericho promo. Jericho says he's disappointed in the Jericho-holics. They haven't been showing him any respect. They haven't been cheering him as loudly as they should. And everyone's forgetting that Jericho's their role model. In regards to Bobby Duncan Jr., the cowboy got embarrassed last night. And speaking of Bobby Duncan, there he is with Rolfus. Ralphus gets hogtied by Jericho's new arch nemesis and man, Ralphus needs to do better at his job. Over on Raw, Dwayne Gill gets annihilated by Christian. He gets in no offense at all and even Edge and Gangrel feel like this is a waste of time. Christian lets his brood teammates get in on the action while the referee's distracted and we all think this one's over before it even begins. Just then, the job squad show up and they attack Edge and Gangrel. Back in the ring, Christian hits the unprettier but here comes Too Cold Scorpio with a splash. Dwayne Gill wins the match via pinfall and my god, we have a new WWF Light Heavyweight Champion. Christian can't believe it. We then go to the cemetery and it looks like The Undertaker's gonna bury Austin long before rock bottom. But Austin wakes up and The Undertaker has to choke him out again. Paul sticks a cloth covered with ether in Austin's face and Taker then changes plans. The Undertaker says he's gonna embalm Stone Cold alive. Over on Nitro, Ralphus is still hogtied as the NWO's music plays in the arena. Jericho's having difficulties freeing his personal security guard. What's next? Uh, Tiger Ali Singh vs The Godfather on Raw. On Nitro, Scott Hall takes on Alex Wright. The Raw match doesn't happen. Godfather offers Tiger a night with his ladies and I'm probably gonna get ripped apart for saying this, but this is gonna get old really quickly. Steve Regal shows up and he says he got screwed over by The Godfather last week and Tiger really shouldn't trust this guy. And Regal also calls The Godfather's girls a bunch of sloppers. Tiger and Regal end up double teaming The Godfather and Valve Venus runs down for the save. The four men brawl and officials have to break things up. Regal and Tiger retreat while Val Venus gets a freebie tonight. I guess it was worth it. Backstage, Shawn Michaels is having words with the corporate champ and things are getting heated. He then talks to Earl Hebner and it looks like Shawn's throwing out the rulebook. Looks like OLHBK has something planned for tonight's main event. On Nitro, Scott Hall's now a lone wolf. He acknowledges what Nash said earlier about having to prove himself again, but Hall doesn't seem too interested. Scott says he's only interested in proving things to himself, so Hall isn't affiliated with either NWO group. 
Big Bratwurst. I can't see Alex winning this one if I'm honest, but let's see how badly he loses. He takes the toothpick in the face and he surprises Hall with an arm drag. Alex then counters a back suplex and he walks across Scott's back and Daz Wunderkind pays for this dearly with a few right hands followed by a hard clothesline out of the ring. Alex then goes to leave but he has a change of heart. He pulls Scott out of the ring and he stays on Scott with right hands and a big European uppercut. And back in the ring Alex gets some great elevation with a missile dropkick. Hall comes back with right hands followed by a discus punch. We then see Scott's signature fall away slam and the bad guy says that's it. Alex takes the outsider's edge from the now babyface Scott Hall and Scott Hall wins on Monday Nitro. No surprises here. Next up on Raw, it's the Outlaws vs Bob Holly and Scorpio of the Job Squad. On Nitro, it's Dean Malenko vs Bret Hart. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Huh? Shut up. Road Dog wastes no time at all in delivering his dancey punch, followed by the dancey knee drop. Sparky Plug then holds L1 and L2 at the same time to steal Road Dog's finisher as he nails a pump handle slam for a two count. Both Scorpio and Billy get the tag before running through a fun little sequence of moves, culminating in a clothesline to Scorpio and a military press for Bob. Rhodey comes back in, but he's met with a corkscrew kick right to the face by Scorpio, reminiscent of Kofi Kingston's Trouble in Paradise. And I hope you're all sitting comfortably as it's time to settle into the Outlaws tag team match routine. Road Dog gets beat up by Bob and Scorpio until he's able to counter a top rope attack from Scorpio with a foot to the face. Would you believe it? Billy Gunn cleans house after getting the hot tag. What a novel concept. Concept, but his momentum stopped when he goes up top and Bob hits the ropes, causing Billy to land on his little outlaws. He's able to hit a tornado DDT before the match breaks down and all four men fight inside the ring. To repay the favour from earlier in the night, Mankind comes down the ringside with a leaf blower, <laughs> yeah a leaf blower, and he nails Billy in the head with it. Scorpio crawls over to make the cover and the job squad have defeated the tag team champions here tonight on Raw. It seems like an unlikely alliance is about to be formed until Shamrock and the big boss man come down to clean house and the outlaws also join in on the beating. Although I will admit seeing Ken Shamrock wreck people with a leaf blower isn't a visual I thought I needed but I actually really needed it. The corporate henchmen leave but the corporate stooges arrive to walk the outlaws back up the ramp, seemingly on a recruiting mission to bring the tag team champions on board. The Undertaker and Paul Bear arrive at the funeral home where they plan on embalming Steve Austin alive. The dead man puts Stone Cold on a table, Paul Bear prepares his rubber gloves, and The Undertaker says Austin can't disturb the ministry. This is all Austin's fault and this is Austin's final road. Paul Bear cuts Austin's shirt just before we go to commercial break, and when we come back The Undertaker says this is going to be the worst and most unimaginable horror that Austin's ever had to endure. Taker then starts speaking in tongues and it looks like this even freaks Paul Bear. Right. But before any harm can come to Stone Cold, the big red machine comes in for the save. Paul tries to continue what Taker started but Austin wakes up just in time and he's able to escape the funeral home. He's dazed, he's confused but he gets out and Stone Cold lives to fight another day. 
Time for some horseman business as Dean Malenko hobbles down to the ring. Mike mentions on commentary that this is the first time these two men will hook it up and under normal circumstances, it would be a contest that's too close to call. The hitman looks absolutely delighted as he makes his way out, safe in the knowledge that Smokey the Cat's cheering him back in Calgary. Malenko's rightly cautious at the start of this one and with that knee heavily bandaged, you really can't blame him. Brett immediately goes for the leg with shots in the corner as Malenko then gets choked out by the best there is. Dino finally gets some offense in, knocking Brett down with a right hand before connecting with a few kicks of his own in the corner, all while still selling the injured knee. The hitman rolls outside to catch a breather as Nitro takes a commercial break. We come back to see Malenko laying in punches in the corner before taking Brett out with a suplex and then he immediately clutches his injured knee. Brett tries a suplex of his own but Dean counters with an inside cradle but he only gets a two. Brett does regain control with his signature backbreaker but he then falls victim to his own rope as he misses his follow up elbow. The two men get to their feet and Dino locks in a sleeper. This allows him to keep the pressure off that leg for a bit. Brett looks to beg off Malenko but Dino's having none of it as he rains down blows on the hitman in the corner. Brett's able to kick Dino's leg out of his leg and he retakes control, dropping all his weight down on the knee. An insecure is able to buy Malenko some time but it's not enough as Brett goes back on the attack, choking the Iceman on the ropes. Malenko once again fights back and he hooks Brett for a suplex before dropping the hitman on the top rope. Brett wrote in his book that this move tore his groin and he was in a tremendous amount of pain for the rest of the match, as can be seen when he drops to the floor following the move. Brett claims that he was in so much pain that he couldn't tell Dean how pissed off he was at him and following the match, Dean quickly got dressed and he left the arena without apologizing, according to Brett anyway. Brett says that he lost all respect for Malenko following this match. Did Brett have a legitimate gripe here? If he got hurt then absolutely yes, but accidents happen in pro wrestling and the hitman knows that as well as anyone. It just seems to be one of those spots that went wrong unfortunately. Although I will say that Dean was maybe in the wrong for not at least checking in on Brett afterwards, if that is indeed what happened. Brett does struggle getting back in the ring and he's met with a jumping leg lariat from Malengo when he does make it inside. Dean locks in a cloverleaf which had to hurt Brett with a torn groin but the hitman quickly gets to the ropes. The two men end up on the outside and Brett grabs a chair but Malenko intercepts and drops the hitman. Malenko then throws the chair into the ring and he heads up top. Brett grabs the weapon but Charles Robinson prevents him from using it, allowing Malenko to hit a missile dropkick for a two. Dino attempts a leapfrog but Brett clips his knee and Malenko crumbles to the mat. Brett then drags him to the corner and he wraps the injured knee around the ring post. Brett picks Dean up and in reference to his match with DDP last night, he hits a diamond cutter on the chair which forces the referee to call for the bell. Brett looks to pulmonize Dino's leg but DDP comes out of the crowd for the save. This initially backfires as Brett hits DDP with the chair but the US champion fights through and he sends the hitman packing. The crowd put up the diamond cutter sign as DDP gets on the mic to demand a rematch from last night against the hitman. Brett wants no part of DDP tonight so Paige lays out the challenge for next week on Nitro before saying he's all jacked up for Brett feeling the bang. Nitro ends with Goldberg vs The Giant, on Raw it's The Rock vs X-Pac. So the Nitro match is very short, Goldberg strikes The Giant but the big man comes back with a corner clothesline and a boot to the head. Goldberg then gets chokeslammed, he kicks out of The Giant's finisher, The Giant gets sent to the corner and we see the spear. The Giant then gets jackhammered and it's still an amazing sight to behold. This means Goldberg retains his championship and this means we need to check in on the streak counter. 
According to Michael Buffer during Goldberg's entrance, the undefeated streak was at 162 and after the Giant match it was at 163. The last time we checked in on the streak was back at Halloween Havoc when it was 147, so they've definitely boosted the numbers. On the 5th of November, Goldberg defeated the Giant in a WCW Thunder Dark match. On the 6th, 7th and 8th, he beat the Giant again at house shows. He then beat Ming in a 2 minute match on Nitro Extra and of course he beat the Giant again here on Nitro. By our count, that means Goldberg is actually at 153 wins in O. Once again, Bam Bam Bigelow attacks Goldberg at the end of Nitro. This is how the show ended. Security men run in and Bam Bam gets escorted back up the ramp and then Kevin Nash comes down to fight with Goldberg. This is how Nitro ends. Over on Raw, Shawn Michaels sends the Outlaws back to the locker room along with Ken Shamrock and the Big Boss Man. This is gonna be a one-on-one -on -one fight with no interference. HBK watches on as The Rock tries to get in a cheap shot after a clean break but X-Pac dodges it. Kid pulls off his jumping clothesline and Rock seems a little taken back afterwards. And The Great One takes a deep breath as the fans chant Rocky sucks. X-Pac takes a swing and neckbreaker before getting clotheslined out of the ring. X-Pac then gets his little degenerate smashed on the ring post and Sean's now looking a little concerned about his buddy. Back in the ring, Puck gets floored with a right hand and a clothesline before Rock applies the corporate chin lock. Not once, but twice. See, Rock's working like a real champion now. Vince and Shane McMahon then come out to get a closer look at the action as X-Pac performs a spinning back kick followed by a spinning wheel kick, and Puck's then able to hit the Bronco Buster. Rock replies with a Samoan drop and X-Pac hits the Axe Factor, the champ's able to kick out of the cover though and Waltman gets planted with a power slam. Rocky then brings a chair into the ring and HBK intervenes. He takes the chair away from Rock and he smacks X-Pac with it. Shawn Michaels is part of the corporation, ladies and gents. The match ends with a people's elbow, Rock wins via pinfall and Shawn Michaels raises the Rock's hand in the middle of the ring before running away when the outlaws show up. Bossman and Shamrock take care of DX and just before Raw fades out we get treated to this visual right here. That's gonna stay burned in your mind for a very long time folks. The in-ring action was better on Nitro this week, but as usual, the WWF did a lot more storyline work. Still, I'm giving it to Raw this week because it was just a better watch from start to end. The Undertaker and Austin stuff was batshit crazy, but in a good way. And HBK turning on DX was a nice little twist at the end of Raw. The WWF's now on 78 points, Nitro's on 65, and we've got 18 ties on the board. Raw won in the television ratings with a 4.9, while Nitro scored a 4.5. Next week on Raw, Stone Cold's in the arena and he's got payback on his mind. X-Pac and Shawn Michaels have a discussion in the middle of the ring and we see what happens on Mark Henry's date with China. On Nitro, we've got Eddie Guerrero vs Billy Kidman, Dean Malenko vs Barry Windham with Dusty Rhodes serving as the referee and we'll also see the contract signing for the Starcade 1998 main event. Thanks for watching as always guys, remember there's no reliving the war for another two weeks but I'll see you all again very soon. 